I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a sudden flash, it all comes clear. It's a eureka moment, an epiphany. Hi, I'm Marcus Smith, host of the Constant Wonder podcast. The world offers marvel, meaning, and mystery around every single corner. In nature, art, science, culture, history... We talk everything from bees and beetles to obelisks and asteroids. Experience the thrill of transformative encounter. We'll bring more wonder to your day. Listen to Constant Wonder wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another installment of History Hack. We're going to do some Russian history for you today. We have with us Mark Vincent, who's a historian and an author specializing in Russian crime and punishment in the 19th and 20th centuries. He has a fabulous book out called Criminal Subculture in the Gulag, Prisoner Society and the Stalinist Labor Camps. And he also runs his own podcast called Cult of the Urka, which you all have to listen to. Mark, hi. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. Uh, have you had enough of Corona now as well? We're just yes, fed yeah, up I'm now. T- totally done with it. Yeah, enough already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we we thought we'd entertain people today with some yarns about um, Russian criminals, didn't we, and their antics. Um, and to that end, Alina's had you kind of do a top five. Yeah, and do yeah. them in reverse order or one to five. Yeah, no, do them in reverse, like the pop charts. Like the pop charts, let's do it. All right, <laughs> let's start. Should we just get stuck in? I can't wait for this. Yeah, let's, let's go for it. So at number five on the all-time list of Russian criminals is the diva of death. Um, so um, Maria comes from um, Irish nobility. So um, her father is Count O'Rourke, um, who is kind of a bit of a mysterious name and background anyway but um he'd, he'd later come and support her when she gets into into trouble sounds um, a bit made up if i'm honest that title <laughs> um what count o'rourke yeah yeah no it does um i yeah i knew a girl who's called o'rourke and she was she was quite deviant as well okay um so there, <laughs> there might be there might be something in that um but yeah so she's from this kind of irish nobility background um it, like it reminds me a little of the Count of Monte Cristo and like how she could probably like just claim that anyway. Um, so she ap- first appears on the scene and in newspapers when her first husband gets involved with shooting an acquaintance who he believed to be having an affair with Maria. Like you do. Just, uh, just <laughs> as you do. <laughs> you uh, arrange a, a, a duel. Um and, be- and because of this and because of it being kind of prearranged and all within the, you know, kind of boundaries and framework of society, um, her first husband gets uh, acquitted almost immediately for this, like totally just gets off of it within seconds. So Maria then continues on this on this kind of kind of path um, where she divorces her first husband, a guy who's just been in court, and she begins this relationship with a recently widowed count. Okay, so she's she's very you know kind of clearly you know working her way through this aristocratic scene, mm. um, 
and so what happens to this count is that they've discovered that his um upon meeting maria his insurance policy is very quickly rewritten to include her so excellent all, all kinds of um suspicion around this um, and it am- amounts to like like just short of a, of a of a million pounds today so it's quite a quite a substantial amount she's efficient isn't she <laughs> she she's she certainly is uh, and she would she would continue to be so this guy has his um insurance policy uh, rewritten i think it's um it's in um it's in 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 vienna where it gets rewritten um which is obviously the home of of all you know all kinds of um suspicious financial activity during this time mm. um so this this insurance policy gets rewritten and then um and then the count he uh, he he goes he goes back to uh, this uh, villa in venice where he's staying with with maria and then he opens the door to a guy that he he quite clearly knows and he trusts and this guy can comes into the villa and he shoots him five times nice so um there is there are lots of news reports obviously like the the kind of chaos that 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 happens surrounding this and um all the um the intrigue about it it's very it's very kind of widely reported and speculated who has been involved in this what's the interim of time between the rewriting of the will and the five five bullets I mean, like a, couple, a few weeks. Oh like, no! Like, like <laughs> not, not not even enough time for it to, to you know to um to 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 not become not be ridiculously obvious what's happening. Yeah. Um. So she, like Maria and and her accomplice accomplice. I'm going to come to. Or obviously they wanted to get this done quick. Yeah, there's not a lot of patience going on, is there? You'd at least style it out for a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think she's just desperate to desperate to get away with the cash. So this um this guy comes in and shoots um shoots the count five times. The count then it ends up going to hospital for, for for several days before he eventually um passes. But it turns out that the guy who walks in with a gun is is actually just um like he like he's having some kind of affair with Maria during this time. But the actual plan is put together by Maria and another guy who is a who is a lawyer from Moscow. So they find the gunman as just a, a kind of fool guy, I suppose, and and set him up to go in and do the dirty work and shoot the count in order to uh, to claim on this insurance policy. This is brilliant. <laughs> so the whole thing, the whole thing, it's, um, it's quite a complicated mess. Leads to a trial in Venice in 1910. So the shooting happens in this villa in in, in Venice. So the trial's there, and Maria arrives every day, and this is where she gains this. Um, this nickname is the diva of death so she arrives every day on a on a police gondola which i think is the most kind of incredible sight anyway <laughs> yeah there's making an entrance isn't that yeah it's 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 incredible it's kind of um it's it's like old like kind of wwf style style entrances you know Do you reckon like, she had music as well I mean, I'd love, I'd, I'd love it if she did. I'd imagine like there's got to be a band playing in Venice somewhere at the same time. I just wish that they'd been playing another one bites the dust as she <laughs> came in on her police gondola. Um, so what happens to her? Right. So um, she, she's she's met like every day she arrives with um, with um, with, with um, guards, um, but the crowd are are kind of split down the middle. There's some booing going on when she arrives, but also she's having flowers chucked at her and her prison cell is full of uh, full of love notes and you know all kinds of gifts 
she eventually gets sentenced to eight years uh, and the two men involved get three and ten for their varying um, parts in this. So the guy who does the shooting actually gets three. Um, and and the Moscow lawyer who helps Maria set this whole thing up, he gets ten years. That's not a lot for cold-blooded, premeditated <laughs> murder, is it, really? No, not, not at all. Did um, she get the money when she got out? No, she doesn't no. get the money. I, mean, I was going to not... say, it would, would it almost have been worth it? <laughs> um, I don't think I don't think she's she's really sh- ever short of money anyway. Mm. Um, but the newspaper attention towards her continues. She actually gets pardoned a couple of years later. She, she doesn't even she doesn't do the eight years. She just does two. Um, and um, newspapers continue to report on her while she's um, while she's in prison. They talk about how she um, how uh, how she needs to be confined in a straitjacket at one point, and then. Even later, and even this, and even the circumstances um, around her pardon, you know, the, the the links that she has to to um, high-ranking government officials that end up with her, you know, them just opening the doors and letting her out after a couple of years of a of an eight-year sentence. Yeah. Wow. Um, there is a um, also a very uh, there there is a very prominent report of her death a couple of years later, which turns out to be completely false. Which I mean, I, I kind of just love these. Um, uh, the the la- the communication um, breakdowns where this um, like this happens on a on a train in Italy, but it get, eventually gets back to newspapers in the UK, um, and it it turns out about a week later that it was one of her cousins who was on the train instead. But it's been kind of wildly reported that, that it was her. Sounds like the kind of thing the Daily Mail had put out now, and then like a week later they'd put out a tiny little column somewhere yeah, where yeah. you can't see it that says, "Oh, we made that up." Sorry, they just they just bury it somewhere. I think the newspaper, yeah. if I'm right, um, they have to they do issue a kind of apology, which is very very minimal. Is she still remembered today? I think. I mean, I, I would I would like with um, probably everyone I'm going to talk about. I would love her to to be remembered and probably have her own um, her own Netflix show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> other other than other than by um other than by uh, russian historians um the 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 count who gets shot and eventually passes away which she gets she gets convicted for he's from a russian background mm. this is this is why she's she's kind of linked to russian history so other than by yeah a few a few kind of s- <laughs> relatively sad um, and nerdy russian historians like me then then no she's kind of fallen out of view i suppose that's definitely at least a one-off Netflix special, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, I'm so, so intrigued about number four because number four is Stumpy Mishka <laughs> and, Shufla, uh, Shura. and Shura. So they're, again, they're 20th centuries. Who is Stumpy Mishka? So um, Stumpy Mishka is a, is a bandit. He's a bandit, bandit leader. Awesome. Um, other than the... the than the fairly obvious i don't know how he gets his name I'm yeah i know i'm like <laughs> mm, is it a wooden leg did he have a wooden leg or yeah, are we going or for the obvious assumption his height or another part of his anatomy yeah um, but um mishka he he um he spends a lot of time in different juvenile um, detention institutions um, he also is very involved during the russian civil war which happens immediately after the revolution in 1917 so he actually defends his his city from some marauding Czech legions during this really complicated you know, picture during the during the Russian Civil War. Um, after the Civil War ends, 
he he spends a bit more time doing bird like kind of like just very sm- very small sentences and he and he he meets Shura so um he meets her and he, and you know according to the, the accounts um yeah falls completely like head over heels in in love with her um all the reports about her suggest that she is working as a prostitute mm. which again is like something I'm kind of uncomfortable with with talking about but I can't really find out much more about her background um but both both Stumpy and and Shura um are part of a bandit gang together from that point onwards like the Russian like, Bonnie and Clyde yeah totally like the Russian Bonnie and Clyde and also I I'm I'm quite a big fan of um of the film True Romance mm. so oh, okay like, yeah yeah it fits into that as well um so they go around terrorizing like a number of different regions so they they actually they actually managed to traverse quite big distances so from moscow all the way all the way across to siberia um they're they're very mobile during this time and the um the focus on their activities revolves around mishka's um mo so he has an incredibly violent uh, method of, of killing their victims um which is known as the fan and it can't it, it involves placing all of his victims in a in a in a semicircle in a in an arc and then taking an axe to them oh so a really really horrific um way of way of um you know killing these these people who's essentially what they're doing is um i mean they're just they're just they're they're robbing um farmhouses mostly um and he ends up having around about around about 80 just short of 80 murders attributed to him including 22 in one go so like t- like like it's very like trying to get an idea of how graphic that is is, is quite it's quite horrible i think it's proper tarantino isn't it <laughs> proper tarantino i'm not even sure if tarantino has, has ever gone that far like not maybe in only in the house in that django unchained where it just oh, the yeah. on shooting forever yeah, of course. It's very, very similar. If I end up pitching this to someone, then I'm going to definitely use that reference. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, we could do it like Django. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, how does, so presumably he's not that, you can't cover up that well for 80 odd murders, can you? So how does he end up getting caught? Um, so they, they end up getting caught during a heist. So there is um, a quite detailed report of how there's a there's a heist kind of going down um and um the, the thing ends up becoming quite calamitous so it's like pretty much just a kind of bank robbery gone wrong and there's there's an off-duty police officer walking past and there's also a priest walking past at the same time who kind of alerts everyone so it's in quite it's in um a reasonably small like i don't even want to say city at this point mm. um just a kind of re- like a, t- a town that's near the volga river um, kind of a heading towards Kazakhstan so they basically balls up this robbery completely um, and a number of people are arrested uh, Shura isn't part of it but Mishka is and and when they get him back to the cells then they they realize that they've that um, they know his mugshot essentially from the wanted posters mm. so they 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 then invite a detective who comes uh, a more senior detective who comes kind of um, from from elsewhere um, to interrogate him and when the the detective arriving to interrogate him gets there he realizes that Mishka and Shura and a number of people who work at the prison are planning his escape so uh. there there is um 
there are handwritten notes being kind of um, passed backwards and forwards. And um, they also find, they burst into Mishka's cell and they find, um, they find some keys and a disassembled drill, drill inside a loaf of bread. So, <laughs> uh, this whole thing, and, and some stuff stashed by, and behind the, and there's, there's a gun as well behind the radiator. This is all, there's all kinds of like, you know, like, um, short carry on prison escape. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Um, so this detective, um, arrives just in time to find out that basically the warden and the guards have all been bribed and, uh, Mishka is just about to, to break out. And, um, the end of the story is that Mishka and, um, and eight people from his gang are, are sentenced to death during a trial, which happens a few months later. And, um, the most, um, prominent thing I remember is that Mishka actually leaves a congratulatory note on the back of a photograph of the detective and he kind of praises him for his skill and commitment. He's batshit crazy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally um, unhinged. Wow. Um, What happens to Shura? So she isn't amongst um, the accomplices who are sentenced to death. So I have absolutely no idea. I've tried to I've tried to trace what's happened to her, but um, so she's not in in the in the court record. So she just uh, she she basically vanishes. Yeah, she probably did a runner. Yeah, yeah, just what was good for her. (laughs) Just got out of there as quick as possible. That's brilliant. I love that one. Um, <laughs> number three is the Wolf of Shabalovka Street. Yeah, right? yeah, no, absolutely right. That's excellent uh, Russian pronunciation. <laughs> I had a Russian ex who told me always put the emphasis where you don't want to if you're English. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> talk, just talk how you, how you don't want to talk. Yeah, um, <laughs> wherever it feels wrong, put the emphasis yeah. there and it'll be right. <laughs> um, so the Wolf of Shabalovka Street um is a serial killer um in the in the in the early 20th century so um in the in the uh, through the winter of 1921-22 is where he be- he he begins to kind of appear on the scene um so this guy this guy's name is actually Vasily Petrov um and he's born in a really tiny village which is um which is now in in Belarus um he's his brother and his his family members are really afflicted with alcoholism, according to mm. the reports. Um, his his father dies kind of as a result of this. After he his father collapses and and um and falls into a ditch, and he, his brother gets sent to a, a really horrible um pr- a prison camp on an island, like the kind of um late imperial Russian version of Alcatraz, for beating wow. up a government official while he's drunk. So there's a lot of there's a lot of alcohol associated with with his his early life. Without massively stereotyping, though, this is not unusual among the Russian peasantry at the time, is it? No, no, of course not. Not a lot else to look forward to in life. Not well, yeah, absolutely, and and also and, and the the reports that I'm looking at from the 1920s also they're also picking out alcoholism because at, mm. at the time they're considering um, a, a kind of a, a kind of variation of like prohibition. Yeah. So I'm never sure whether it's the reports in the 20s looking back and picking out the alcohol and making it more prominent. But certainly um, for anyone who's ever have, ever had the opportunity to visit Russia, I mean, al- you know, alcohol is everywhere, mm. uh, e- even more so if you're in a tiny rural you know, village during this time. But th- I mean, this guy gets um, gets away from from that that um, that rural uh, society. Um, he actually does. He does some sketchy dealings during the Russo-Japanese War which is uh, kind of 1904, 1905 time. Um, 
I thought at first that he might have gone to fight in the Russia-Japanese war, and it turns out that actually he was just there trading stuff on the black market. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, he, <laughs> in he true managed... criminal style. Yeah, just kind of classic. No, not there fighting at all, uh, um, but just... Um, he, I think he's tra- he's trading stuff to, to to either side and to the people who are living living around there as well. So just making as much money as he can. He mm. sets himself and his first wife up relatively well for a while, um, and then he get he gets banged up for a year for stealing some apples a few years later. <laughs> um, so considering the amount of stuff that he'd been up to during the Russo-Japanese War, just nicking some apples from the from the. This is what the... you go down for. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's that's the thing that, um, that at that point he's going to be remembered for. It reminds um, me of working in immigrant immigration enforcement when they said actually like most people get caught when they their names get run and stuff when they get caught like peeing inappropriately on a Saturday night. And stuff. <laughs> of course, it's got it's like, be like a dull moment, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah, just the most kind of mundane thing. Where you you know, like kind of switch off maybe. Uh, his 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 first wife actually passes away while he's in prison, serving his sentence for for nicking the apples um and he gets remarried pretty quickly to a polish widow after after he's released and his relationship um with sophia like kind of similar to the to the last the the last couple um stumpy and sure his relationship mm-hmm. with sophia is, is is quite key to how how i you know kind of tell the story um so he gets he gets remarried. They get evacuated during World War One, and then he does actually end up taking part in some fighting for himself during during the Russian Civil War. He he's on the he's on the side of the Red Army, so the communists, and it, they actually teach him how to how to read and write, so he improves his his literacy. Um, and the, like a really like key detail to the story is also that he changes his name to avoid execution. Ah. So you can't find him anywhere as Vasily Petrov. You Google it, and this is like confused, confused the the hell out of me when I first tried looking for him because he changes his name uh, to avoid being shot, and that is the name that he's recorded as afterwards. So if you're looking for him, um, trying to find out more, then he's Vasily Komarov in all the reports. Just, just because he can't, he comes up with this name just to, you know like just as just as a way to like just as a you know self preservation. Um, he's he's also involved in some other kind of you know uh, fairly violent stuff and clearly is affected by the violence during the Russian Civil War. Yeah, like I feel very hesitant with going as far as saying he's you know he's definitely got PTSD, but mm. I, I wouldn't wouldn't write it off by any means either slightly amazed if he didn't yeah no it would be but um it'd be incredible right but i mean i'm yeah. not that kind of doctor though so. no <laughs> <laughs> um so um he then ends up back in he ends up in moscow so he's traveled around quite a lot he's you know he's done some fighting done some black market dealings he actually become like he becomes a cab driver in moscow which is at this point in the early 1920s just dragging around people's stuff like through the street Mm. Um, so he commits his first murder in the winter of 1921 while he's working as a cab driver and he actually goes on to kill a total of 33 people across a, what is roughly a maybe a, like two and a half year period so uh, we're talking like pretty 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 big numbers um, and he uses the same mo for all of his victims which 
which basically involves just tricking them to come back to his apartment. He, he pretends he's selling them either a horse or some kind of equestrian-related product. Yeah. Um, gets them back to his apartment, sits them down on a chair in the middle of his room, gives them what is essentially some form of like kind of receipt or document to read, goes and gets a, a massive sledgehammer, and then, you know, the rest of it is fairly, fairly kind Ouch. of obvious. Ow, so how does he get caught in the end? I mean, it's not subtle, is it? No, so these these bodies, he, he ends up... Um, so there are police photographs of what he does. Like he basically just he crams the bodies into sacks so as tight as possible and as, as small as he can. Gets rid of them around around Moscow. Um, some are in abandoned buildings. Some are in the river. Um, the police actually um, just start, like you, you can imagine this total continues to rise from like 20, 21, 22 bodies. It's being reported in the newspapers and people are coming up with songs about who the potential killer might be. It's got a big kind of Jack the Ripper feel to it in Moscow. Um, the police just start um, tracing that all the victims had come from a horse trading market mm. and then they ask around there and they track him down to the, you know, they track it down to, to being a cab driver and then they, they, they go and they talk to all the cab drivers and he's the most suspicious. Uh, the police burst into his, to his apartment um, just on completely kind of false premises. They say that they're looking for an illegal brew house. Yeah. Um, and they burst in and, and they actually, they actually find him like in, you know, in, in essentially in the middle of one of these acts. Um, and he, he, he at that point escapes out of a window uh, and then they, they then track him down um, to uh, what is apparently the, the, the home of his lover. Um, well, I'm not really sure if that's true, but they track him down you know, a day later. So he, he gets out, he gets away out the window, but not very far. And um, he ends up having a massively high profile trial as well. Um, so there are huge crowds gathered every day in Moscow. They, they move it from the court chamber because there are so many people turning up for it. Um, and they take it to the um, Polytechnic, um, Polytechnic Institute. Instead, it's reported in the New York Times by a very famous and controversial journalist. Um, it's later written about by, um, by Bulgakov. So Bulgakov, one of his first short stories is about this serial killer trial. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's mad because um, it, it completely coincides with like the rise of criminal celebrity in Britain as well is happening at this time. And it's probably just like a, a manifestation of moving pictures and cinemas and more people being literate in that because it is exactly the same like yeah. in London at the time, like gang yeah. cultures. Yeah, totally. Like uh, I've always like found those those links really fascinating. Always, uh, you know, like I get into this through the through the newspaper reports, but there's always there's always a nickname attached, and there's like all the, the, and all these different um, figures are being written about in a very in a in a very similar way. You know, um, this so this this trial ends up with him and his wife um, being executed. Um, so essentially, she 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 gets she gets the same punishment as his accomplice. Um, even though there's very like there, there's like she's she's got like kind of tacit involvement with it, wh- mm. whereby she just she's there and she knows that it's happening. Um, but um, arguably, there's there like it's a, it's a it's quite an abusive relationship as well. So I do have a lot of sadness attached to um, Sophia's role in it, and and he actually tries to get a pardon for her, um, and this and basically just says she had nothing to do with it. I you know I kind of I kind of for, forced it all upon her. Yeah. Um, but it ends up with both of them being executed. Yeah, it's kind of guilty by association, isn't it? Um, number two, you've gone back in time for this one. Number two is Vanka Kane. Yeah, so um, quite far back for me um, to the to the 18th century. Um, Vanka Kane is um, he's kind of public enemy number one in terms of um, in terms of Russian criminals. Apart from this case, I put him as two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he start he like he like he's he starts off everything in terms of um, criminals becoming a becoming more of a celebrity, having having um, songs written about them, having having loads of um, having having books written, all of which kind of massively fictionalise his activities. So he's um, he's the one he's the one who starts starts off everything. In terms of Russian criminality, um, he comes from a quite rural background as well. I mean, he's basically forced to leave this small rural town um, and becomes a servant in Moscow at ten years old, which uh, must be pretty kind of horrible for, yeah. for someone anyway. Um, he does try to escape from his master in Moscow as you know as often as he can. Um, leads to his his master then like having to track him down across Moscow and they try various things to, to keep him inside this huge house, um, this mansion, which is very, really central in Moscow. And they reportedly guard him in a courtyard with a bear at one point. Nice. Just to to make totally sure he can't get away. Like he's chained up uh, to something apparently in the middle of this courtyard. He's also got a bear that's there to, um, to 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 watch over him. Uh, How do you train a bear to I do have, it? I have absolutely no Is idea. Is it just like an intimidation tactic? Yeah, like you're not getting you're not getting anywhere um, with this thing around, right? Um, so 
he eventually manages to like there there is a very suspicious incident inside the mansion where um, a body is found at the bottom of the of a well there and the police come in and um he manages to get he manages to um get the attention of of, of the police and he he basically you know, give, gives up the the whole story and so um he is he's kind of a, he's he's allowed to leave um his position as a as a kind of servant or you know like kind of um his the chains of bondage are kind of broken at that point um by by him apparently just um snit, snitching essentially on someone for, for killing killing a soldier and putting a body down a well so again, it's a bit, it's a bit of a murky incident that no one really knows for sure. Like I'm not, I'm not entirely like, like if, like I don't know if this bear was really there or this thing is just being like created. Also, I just like the idea that the bear might be sitting there like with a truncheon on a chair, like yeah. a prison guard. In my head, that's how it is. It's I'm looking keep really it like bored. That. Yeah. Like, why they got me doing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, however he manages to do it. Um, either either giving up the the you know the, the the killer in this this incident, or just um, there is a suggestion that he he basically comes to some kind of like financial arrangement with his master, which I think is probably a little bit maybe a little bit closer to the truth, actually, because um, like no no one ends up getting getting get, like getting any prison time for this for this murder, which apparently happens there. So he manages to get out of this um, this horrible setting within 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 this this mansion in Moscow. And now he he kind of has um, the opportunity to um, to go like to 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 find some some friends who happen to be in bandit gangs. Like he starts drinking in these um, really dodgy taverns, um, and actually he meets the person that's going to become his mentor there. Um, so he then rises through the ranks of a gang, um, surpasses his mentor, becomes the leader of the gang. And they um, they travel around a little bit like um, Stumpy and Shura earlier, and they travel outside of Moscow, and they're, they're kind of like it's very difficult to track them down. They're going all over the place, getting up to all kinds of um, horrible, subversive activities. Um, and the 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 big thing which which happens in this story is that actually Vanka hands himself in to avoid execution. So there's um that he sees a kind of opportunity to to hand himself in like there, there is a there is a slight change in power there's a coup which happens um and 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 um and elizabeth decides to um to take away the de- like death penalty at that point so yeah. banker decides um right i'm gonna hand myself in because you know this stuff is this stuff is adding up now yeah <laughs> uh, he, um, i don't look so good yeah and like he t- and he like he totally totally t- totally turns on his mentor and so, like he he, hand, he hands over loads of like um, criminal acquaintances, including his um, the, the guy who has like trained him and brought him up through the ranks. Um, and apparently, this leads to like mass arrests, like, hundreds of arrests, even like during you know during one night. Uh, we're talking like arrests on like, a really large scale. He they becomes a kind of super informant for the police from that point onwards. So self-preservation. Exactly. I mean, he. I mean, he essentially uses this police jurisdiction then to continue loads of dodgy activities. So he's involved in um, bribery and just and stealing stuff from suspects. There's a massive series of fires throughout Moscow during the time, which 
Um, it's suggested that he's responsible for as a, a border guard who dies in really suspicious circumstances as well. So he like he's um, he's running roughshod over this this area of the area of Moscow, um, Kitai Gorod, which essentially is um, Chinatown. So he he's got kind of control over this whole this whole area, which is relatively like central in in Moscow. Um, he also there's some very very um, uncomfortable sexual stuff as well. So he reportedly blackmails his future wife into marrying him by keeping her locked up on false charges. He, nice. Um, <laughs> he um he kidnaps some children from a religious school, holds them to ransom. Um, so basically, wait, you know, holds them, holds them to ransom. You know, contacts the parents like, "This is how much I want you to to give me," and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let them go free. Um, and then he makes sure that the legal clerks are all paid off, so that when the parents make complaints about this later, it gets held up in paperwork in like red red tape for years and years. Um, he's wow. ult- ultimately brought down by a, an, an, another sexual assault, which happens to be on an officer's wife. I think um, the fact that it's on a, it's it's the wife of an officer is, is probably the reason why he gets he eventually gets um, what's gets, coming to him basically. Yeah, what, what's been coming to him for a long time. And this guy has got like this ridiculous track record of getting away with all of this stuff. Um, and he his punishment is um, as you would imagine, and and as is deserving, quite severe, I think. But um, a pro- kind of a pro- inappropriate to the methods of the time he's lashed with this thing called the knout yeah which is raw hide um, is like, that where they tie it in knots on the end yeah it's like a um i think it's called a plet so yeah. it has like three tails on it um and you're you're beaten with that he's then branded as well so he's branded um uh, with the word thief which is uh which is vor um and uh, there's a lot of branding of of um prisoners going on at this time and then he's packed off into exile in um, in the Gulf of Finland, which is where he sees out the rest of his days. Um, the reason that I've tried to bring out the story in the way that I have is that he's kind of been turned into a, ro- a Russian Robin Hood, yeah, in a way because of his background from this 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 tiny village and how he was um, enslaved um, by by his master in Moscow. And a lot of the reports kind of just fall into. Um, this um, perception of him as that as though he still he, you know he steals from the rich and gives it to the poor, which is uh, entirely not the case at all. He does steal from the rich, but I mean, he just keeps it for himself and for his gang. Like there's you know there's 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 very little little kind of altruistic quality to all of this. Um, it's in, insane. But you didn't pick him. You said people regard him as like the number one Rus- Russian criminal. But you didn't pick him, did you? You went for someone else. So who is at number one on your chart? So at number one um, with a bullet is uh, Sonka Golden Hand. So I think the reason that the banker and not Sonka um, is always picked is because he's a man. Right. Yeah. So, like, and um, you know, traditionally, especially Russian criminality has been associated with being dominated by men. But um, Sonka, like Sonka, has a reputation that is is way uh, vaster and has more contemporary relevance than any of these other people that I've mentioned. So, yeah, um, she is um, basically a female super thief. Right. So she gets her name through through um, nicking stuff, basically. Um, she then 
she then starts operating with her, her own gang who are called the Jacks of Hearts. They're, they're mainly based uh, in Odessa, which is um, present-day Ukraine. Mm. Which is Odessa is a is a is a port city, which is re- which is which is really um, known during this time for for crime and corruption. If there's anything dodgy going going down in the Russian Empire during this point, then um, it's a pretty good bet that it's happening in Odessa. Yeah. So even by Odessan standards, like she rises right right to the right to the top of uh, of, of of everything that's going on there. Um, this is because of, I think, the the way that she commits her crimes as well. She she uses all kinds of elaborate disguises. So she has um, a rented baby, and other um, kind of quote unquote family members. Um, she gets a, an older guy that she found in a tavern to be her to be her father. Like this guy is a, a former army captain, and he's kind of down on his luck, so he agrees to go along with this. Um, it's obviously she she you know when she steals stuff, um, she she. Um, she makes sure that 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 you know gets to them as well. Um, she also she also targets really high end places. So Odessa has quite a few jewelry stores, um, and she she like they're they're a, they're a, they're big um, locations for her to to go in with these elaborate disguises and and also mainly she's you know she's looking for rich gullible men as well. Yeah. So. Um, there are there are there are loads and loads of different stories about her. I think the one that I use the most is where she finds a um, she finds a jeweler and she finds a psychiatrist and she's playing them off essentially against each other and ultimately she ends up getting away with money and and diamonds um, and and they're both um, you know confused <laughs> um, by by what's taken place at the end of it. Uh, she's also relatively famous or has been regarded as as being such for innovating this technique um which is it's, it's known as guten morgen so kind of german good morning um basically what this is is just sneaking into hotel rooms occupied by by single men um and and stealing from them but this this includes um sometimes like if the if the target wakes up while she's in there then she'll um apologize for her you know for for, for her mistake and walking into the wrong room or start stripping off. And there is a suggestion that she also has sex with, uh, with these targets as well. Uh, I'm never really sure if that's a, te- like that's the technique that she invents. Like this is always the way that people describe it, but um, it's quite, uh, I think that probably that kind of thing had existed long before this time. Um, but there is a particular um, criminal, um, like technique that develops during this time which fo- which does focus on um on female criminals you know using their sexuality so i think she falls into uh, a kind of kind of trend at the time mm. um with with all of this um she also has this kind of robin hood um vibe attached to her there's suggestions that she has a really kind heart and she occasionally takes pity on some of her victims um, so, for, like for instance, uh, she's in a, a, a hotel room, um, and there's a, there's a guy, and he's passed out on the couch, and she goes to steal some money, but she he, she notices a suicide note that's left there, um, which is written to his mother, explaining that he'd squandered money which was intended to pay for his his sister's treatment, and so what she does is she um she she takes some money of her own and and leaves it on the on the on the table for him when he wakes up. 
Oh, she's nice-ish. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, <laughs> so she she uh, escapes from the police over and over again. Like there are so many different accounts of her seducing guards to get away and um, and evading capture by um, by by running like carriage to carriage on trains that are heading all across the Russian Empire. Um, you know, to, to Warsaw and, and backwards and forwards from from uh, Odessa and and Kiev. Um, she is finally um, incarcerated on this really horrible place that I mentioned a little earlier, like the Russian version of Alcatraz called Sahalin Island. Mm. And she is visited by uh, a very famous um, journalist at the time, uh, and also um, and also Chekhov, the the Russian writer. Yeah, so she's she's interviewed by both of these people, and they 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 um they 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 write about their experience meeting her. So, um, I, there there is there is um also uh, suggestions that um they have postcards of her that they're selling on the island. They're selling it to um to, to passengers who are passing by on steamerships. Mm. So such is her kind of notoriety that they can apparently sell this postcard of her. Um, <laughs> to people to people just sailing past um and there is a strong there is a reasonably strong suggestion that the postcard image of her um is, isn't her at all and, and she'd escaped and replaced herself with a fake stand-in oh uh, legend <laughs> so even yeah the the, the 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 kind of like mysterious nature of her activities continue all the way up to to the very end and um the reason why um she's included as number one. She's had some recent TV shows in, in Russia and they've now, this has turned her into a kind of feminist icon. Yeah. Um, uh, there is, there is a, um, a headless unnamed statue, a really famous cemetery in Moscow, which has now been adopted by her, her kind of admirers. And this thing is covered in graffiti um, and flowers are left there. And uh, it stands in this cemetery uh, which is surrounded by mafia gravestones. I don't know if you've seen some of the really horrible, gaudy mafia gravestones. Oh yeah, yeah, they're like Del Boy's mum's headstone in Only Fools and Horses, yeah, aren't these, they? These things have um, you know BMWs on them, and yeah, they're all kinds of like Goodfellas and Scarface type of images. <laughs> but right in the middle of all this is this headless statue, which people have adopted for Sonka. So um, I think it's. I think it's very important to um, to also like the male dominance of Russian criminality. I think is has happened because of, um, of the mafia gangs that come along later. But actually, like what we see in the time that Sonka is around, and um, towards the end of the nineteenth century, is that actually there's a there's a, a very prominent female figure standing like right at, right at the top of everyone. So it, for me, it was very important to bring to bring out that in in the book that I've just um, written with Bloomsbury. Oh, brilliant. Um, Alex, doesn't she sound on. just like your idol? I can just hear you beaming over yeah, the chat. Yeah, I love her. She definitely deserves to be number one. Yeah, she totally does. She rocks. I like her. <laughs> but you've um, you've chucked in a couple of, I would say, honourable, but you've written in quotes, dishonourable mentions. There's there's three of them. So let's run through these, uh, these, uh, these three. You've got... Um, so I'm laughing to myself as I'm reading this. So... Mother stupid, mother superior, basically. Let's start with mother superior. Okay, so mother superior Mitrofania. Um, so she, so she is um, like this. This whole thing has like kind of like um, 
sister act vibes to it i think or i read a story recently about some uh, about some nuns who who stole some money went off to vegas uh yeah <laughs> it's about, it's about, uh, maybe about like six months or a year ago right um so it just reminded me of, of mother superior mitrofania so she basically is um forging bills um, off of the people who are visiting the the the, um, the church where she is and she's taking all kinds of bribes for um for for these like types of special awards that that she gives out that people are willing to pay money for this because if you have one of these awards then you get a higher status in society she's also essentially ripping off people um for things like alcoholism to you know to keep it to keep it under wraps um and also there's some quite dodgy um behavior with with different russian sects at the time so these different religious like little different religious groups who have some very kind of weird rituals um she's basically just getting people to buy her silence for some some five alcoholism or these strange religious practices which include all you know kind of castration and so on um she has a huge um high profile trial as well she's got links to the royal family um which means that uh, thousands of people gather um, outside the courtroom for a trial. She ends up getting sentenced to 14 years banishment. Um, but actually she has a, she, because of her links to the Royal family, she gets banished, but she, she has a relatively like comfortable lifestyle when, when she's, uh, when she's packed away. Mm. Don't they always? <laughs> your, uh, your, your next one's quite modern because you've written 2013 and it says dead grandpa Hassan. Yeah, so um, this is about a, this is about as recent as I as I tend to go really with the Russian mafia gangs of like the uh, the nineties the and um, and and uh, early. You don't 2000s. want to piss them off, do you? No, no, right. Um, and there are a lot of other p- brilliant people like working on that area as well, which is why I try to stick to the to the earlier stuff. But I definitely don't want to don't want to upset anyone. Um, <laughs> but this guy is the probably the most notorious mafia boss at the turn of the century. Um, he gets assassinated in 2013. There's a, um, a very public incident where he's leaving a restaurant where he conducts all, all kinds of um, shady deals. And there's a gunman who fires from an upstairs window. Um, he's got a specially built silencer rifle that's only available to Russian commandos. So it's some very like um, interesting little, little like things like that, which are attached to this assassination. This guy's real name, actually, so he's here, yeah, Dead Kassan, like, Dead is uh, basically grandfather. His real name is Aslan, so again, like, that kind of really stands out. It's a lion, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, from, from Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Um, he, again, he's a pickpocket at the start, and he works his way up through these different um, criminal organisations. He runs this um, group um, of, of Georgian criminals known as the Tbilisi clan, and he is a basically a kind of broker between different criminal groups, but this all kind of breaks down. Um, these criminal groups they they often don't get along with each other for long, and they they end up having full on gang wars. So his clan against groups of um, other ethnic backgrounds. He gets arrested for murder at one point, but gets acquitted fairly quickly. He's also shot in the stomach in another mob style hitting around about two thousand and ten. And he starts making a lot of money from the decision to award the Winter Olympics to Sochi, where he's involved in construction and hospitality. And this kind of ends up leading towards um, what happens to him. 
he begins to lose lots of his bodyguards and other members of the of the Tbilisi clan one by one they're kind of kind of picked off in a in a, like a really cinematic way um and so you feel a sense that probably his his own assassination is starting to build up he's just uh he's spent too long um pissing off the wrong people essentially so you got your last one and i'm so gonna say this wrong right you're gonna have to correct <laughs> me bear with me so el car zaz el kazaz um yeah, so out of all of these people, the, one of the most intriguing, but actually that I don't know as much as I'd, I'd like to about, um, is, also, is also from Odessa. So again, it's just bonkers, this one, isn't it? What's the alternative name? Um, so the Vitralise. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, a group of women who become really like infamous in Odessa for for throwing acid at their uh, at their husbands if they catch them for cheat for cheating um also you know their lovers as well um this basically just becomes another like another mo which um which develops during this time in in with we're talking about the kind of turn of the you know 19th 20th century there's a number of different court cases but the most prominent is is Elkazaz, um who's a hairdresser so this kind of feeds into the public imagination as well and she she actually gains the nickname the queen of stylish hairdos which slightly is... understated <laughs> yeah. um, i think i'd love to be the person who's like coming up with all these different nicknames to be queen of stylish hairdos in brackets and murder yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i think that they're, they're all just so like these stories are just so kind of ridiculously overblown that the biggest difficulty is just trying to figure out what's real and what's not and even these like nicknames that are given to them just add to that as well. Yeah. Um, they're just, uh, you know, they're like for me trying to work out, you know, like how to, um, how to write responsibly about them and not get carried away. Like, I don't mind like saying right now that like, I like fancy the shit out of Sonka Golden Hand. Like I've just like developed this massive crush <laughs> like, over, over this time. Uh, she's like Lola Montez to me now. Like, and I don't, <laughs> Um, just for just because of, I've just read so much, um, it's very very difficult to trace. Like she's 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 arrested quite a lot, which means I can find like court reports and 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 there's obviously stuff in the newspapers. But then we're pretty familiar with newspapers printing rubbish, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, uh, yeah, I think that there's I think there's definitely a, a Netflix a Netflix series in there for, for Sonka. I mean. Only uh, if you get to play the love interest, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there is, there is a really, there is a re- very famous series of um, silent movies made about her. Like, um, pretty much um, one of the first Russian um, films that is made is about Sonka, and this thing gets shut down in the middle because the actress who's involved with it, um, she, she thinks she's she's been mistreated by the production company, and she basically just walks off of the set. And she ends up finishing this series with a much smaller production company. But there's a there is a story about the actress who plays Sonka that she actually went and found some like local thieves and they they taught her how to uh, to steal stuff. And she proved this by nicking a watch off a guy who's playing her lawyer on the TV set. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so so so, uh, so even the, an actress playing her gains gains this this kind of reputation as well. So um yeah i definitely think that um yeah netflix if you're listening to this then um 
you know, get in touch with me and we'll, we'll work something out. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on to share some bonkers stories of mad Russian criminals. There's nothing we like more on History Hack than cackling at people's stupidity in times <laughs> gone by. And this has been brilliant. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Join us a bit later on when we will be down the pub. Uh, we will be discussing the stupidest and most hilarious conspiracy theories in history, which is right up our alley. Apparently everyone's coming. It's going to be, I think, epically long and epically silly. So don't miss out. Join us on Monday when the fabulous Sri Nair will be with us to talk about the Indian Air Force in World War II. I could literally sit and listen to his lovely, happy, passionate voice all day long. He's absolutely brilliant and he tells a great story, so don't miss it. Don't forget, you can become a patron of History Hack for as little as a dollar a month. Just go to www.historyhack.podbean.com. It will help us keep going in the aftermath of the coronavirus and we would really appreciate it as we would love to do so. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.